You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I want to thank everybody that is tuned in with us live today. Uh, we're tuning, we're streaming to YouTube. Soon going to be streaming to Odyssey, uh, as well as my Facebook. There we go. It looks like we're rocking and rolling. Uh, and the Conscious Resistance D Live as well. So I want to shout everybody out. We are strongly encouraging folks to tune in on odyssey and the alternatives but if you're joining us on youtube or facebook whatever more power to you today we got a wonderful program lined up for you today we are going to be talking about the importance of mindset getting your mind right when it comes to the overall exit and build strategy we have a lot of ambitious plans and we are really trying to not only change our world it all starts internally change our circumstances, change our experiences, but we're hoping that radiates outward and creates a better world for everybody and especially for the future generations to come. So I want to thank you for tuning in. We're going to be focused a lot about that mindset stuff, about manifestation, about making stuff happen. And I, I could already tell we have a, a detractor already. We have Bill Sanders who asks, are you a new ager, Hindu, Buddhist? What's up with the logo? Our Live Free Now show logo has somebody meditating. So uh, I don't know if I would call myself a new ager. I definitely am fond of Buddhism and meditation, spirituality, mindfulness. But I'm curious if Bill has a problem with that because there's a lot of folks out there that they see meditation or even yoga and they think that it's Satan or the devil. And what I want to share about, you know, relates to that, um, not Satanism or the devil. But it relates to the idea that our perception in large part creates our reality. And what I want to help people to do is recognize that they are total badasses and that they are perfectly capable of achieving a life of their dreams, a life that's in alignment with their values and their highest self. I imagine if you're watching this program today, you, like me, have a strong reverence for freedom. After everything we experienced with this whole COVID thing, you probably have doubled down on the importance of bodily autonomy as well. Chances are you reject coercion. That's people being forced to do things against their will. Perhaps you're a fan of decentralization or at least localization. These are all things that are very near and dear to me. And I strongly believe that in order for human beings to live a more harmonious life with one another, to live more in alignment with the earth, um, in a harmonious relationship with the earth and the resources and the animals on this planet, and to live a life that's in alignment with our own values and our own destiny. I strongly believe that it's important for us to establish some semblance of political autonomy. I identify as a libertarian, as a voluntarist, as an anarchist. And it occurred to me recently that there's some folks in our audience that may not be really familiar with those terms. So let me just break it down for you. And what I want to convey today is that I believe the best approach to creating genuine freedom in our lives is what's known as exit and build strategy. And I want to go through what I have come to learn are some limiting beliefs, some objections, and some internal barriers that people may have to pursuing this strategy, All right? But let me just share real quick, because there's a lot of folks that they were like, what does voluntarism mean? And I guess I just take it for granted that, this, that people are familiar with that, because our audience in this whole exit and build, greater reset, freedom cell community, just people that are really recognizing some of the problems in the world and what's, what lies underneath them, uh, a lot of them may not be familiar with this whole libertarian anarchist whole thing. So, you know, libertarianism is a philosophy, a political philosophy that uh, has a strong belief in the non-aggression principle, the idea that you shouldn't force people to do things against their will, uh, strong support for free markets or freed markets. People should be able to voluntarily exchange with one another. 
And it all comes down to self-ownership, the idea that I own myself, I own my body, right? And then voluntarism, there's libertarians that think you can still have government in alignment with that. However, having government in the first place is not in alignment with the non-aggression principle because the very nature of government is coercive. And then the voluntarists believe that all human relationships should be voluntary and mutually beneficial. If it's not mutually beneficial, if it doesn't benefit you in some way, then you wouldn't enter into that relationship. Well, the current paradigm that we have with governments and states, people are forced to do things against their will, right? And then anarchism, of course, is just the absence of a coercive hierarchy. Anarchism, a arc, right? Absent hierarchy. Uh, that's what those words mean. I just want to throw that out there because somebody was asking about voluntarism just recently. And it's my belief that in order to, for humans to fulfill their highest destiny and thrive, the less government, all the way down to zero government, we have the most important. So let me just start by framing that. Like, what are some of the problems that we're facing? Let's throw that out there. And then I want to share a solution that I have for folks. But the focus on today's program is going to be what are some of the internal blockages that people have in pursuing that? pursuing that goal, pursuing that path, right? So some of the problems that we're facing, man, this whole COVID-19 thing, like I've been beaten on this new world order concept for 20 years now and trying to share that there's a small group of people that are desperately trying to create a totalitarian global government that is uh, very strongly has a surveillance state component to it, track, trace, surveil, big brother, right? Uh, all of the NSA and spying. And then there's this new effort now called the Great Reset. It's really not that new. It's just a new iteration of some older ideas from a lot of shady characters. But this new iteration of the Great Reset comes from the Great, uh, sorry, the World Economic Forum. People like Klaus Schwab, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are closely tied into it. And they want to reshape business, reshape the way people relate to one another, reshape the way people go to work. And then there's another component of it called the fourth industrial revolution, which is essentially creating an environment where biology and technology can merge. And there's all sorts of panopticon style surveillance and big brother social credit scores and 5G technology that creates an internet so fast that Almost every aspect of life can be tracked, traced, cataloged, and analyzed. And it's pretty wild and pretty, pretty scary stuff. But here's the challenge that a lot of people face. Sometimes when they realize and learn about that stuff, they go down this slippery slope in this rabbit hole where they just their whole life gets occupied by these scary thoughts and they're like totally overwhelmed. And before you know it, this phenomenon occurs where... The more you focus on something, the more it becomes your life and your reality, right? This is a spiritual, metaphysical manifestation kind of thing. New age, as our friend Bill Sanders called it earlier. But it's also science. In fact, it's called the reticular activating system or the RAS. It's part of your brain that allows you to focus on certain things because there's so much input coming in at one point at one any given time, whether it's sound, sight, touch, feel, smell, that your senses would be completely overwhelmed without this particular activating system because there, you just wouldn't be able to focus on anything and it would just be a total information overload. Like right now I have two 32-inch LG monitors that are staring back at the face. I'm looking at myself in one of them, waving my hands. I got Odyssey, YouTube, DLive over here. I got three lights, I got a camera, I, got, I can hear the highway outside. You can't hear the highway because this can't, this lapel mic here. But it's the reticular activating system that allows me to choose to focus on the camera and on what the stream of consciousness is coming through my head. Sometimes I have a secondary layer of focus where it's like, no, don't say that. Actually say this. This might get through to them better. Oh, but look at that. Oh, no, don't say that. This going on, right? But the reticular activating system allows me to choose what to focus on. So get this. Here's the magic hack. If you choose what to focus on consciously in your head, then you'll start to experience that more within your life. Case in point, uh, we just did some business with a plumber. We had a, our water heater. We were out of town. The water heater kind of dropped off. Uh, it had a crack in the bottom, leaked all over the kitchen. It was terrible. Thankfully, insurance is going to cover it. But we did business with this company, Parabec Plumbing. 
And now my fiance, she said, I just see in Pearback plumbing everywhere. There's their car. They have a billboard there. We went to see a movie. There was a little advertisement at the beginning of the movie, Pearback Plumbing. Right? It's because we saw Pearback Plumbing. We did business with Pearback Plumbing. Now all of a sudden we can focus on Pearback Plumbing when in the past it would just be another truck driving by. We wouldn't think twice about it. So I bring this up because I just shared about this terrible, terrible thing to happen in the world with all this crazy stuff, the COVID pandemic, the uh, great reset, technocracy, all this tyranny and stuff taking place, right? But if you wake up to that and become aware of that, and, and that's all you do, you just focus on that, then that very much is going to be your world. You're going to be very afraid. You're going to experience tyranny in your life all the time, right? Because you're focused on tyranny, you're focused on the conspiracy. But if you flip that around and instead you focus on the freedom and the beauty and the opportunity and the wonder and the flowers and the children and the harmony and the fact that 99.9% .9 out of everybody's life, they're living in freedom and they're in, responsible for their own choices, right? If you focus instead on the progress that we're making as free people towards freedom, the fact that I'm talking to you right now on a decentralized blockchain social media platform called odyssey that's pretty cool pretty exciting so if you focus more on the free stuff if you focus more on the beauty on the harmony then that's what you're going to experience more in your life that's one of the pieces that i'd like to share with you when it comes to having the right mindset for pulling this stuff off okay more often than not we need to get out of our own heads right People find themselves just trapped in all these thoughts and all this thinking and blah, blah, blah. And it, it just hinders them from moving forward, from plowing forward, right? So that's just a bit of what I want to share about today. Another great tip on this front is to allow yourself to be pulled towards a better future rather than being pushed away something that you don't want. I experienced this a big deal in my life when it came to my financial life and financial success. I've been self-employed since 2009, meaning I didn't work for another company. I did startups, companies, LLCs, nonprofit, activist ventures, uh, media outlets, right? And for a significant amount of that time, I was living in complete poor, a poor state. I don't know if it was poverty, like below the actual poverty line, which is like 19,000 a year or something, but it was not enough money to sustain a family, especially. Able to get through it when I was solo, riding solo, and it was just me or me and my ex-wife, but then we had two kids and it was like, wow, this is not really working out. And I was busting my butt still. I was putting in crazy, crazy hours, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and it just nothing was clicking. Nowadays, things click very well for me. And I think one of the big transitions, still working really hard, still doing cool work that has a lot of opportunity. But one of the big differences, the mindset that I had before was I was afraid and I was coming at it from a place of scarcity and I was worried all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I do not want the electricity to get turned off again. This is not, I'm not being a good father. I'm not providing for my family. And that's what I was focused on. I got to go work really hard because I cannot have that happening. We need to have more bigger grocery runs when we go to the grocery store. Ah, I'm just kind of failing as a father right now. I just can't do this. And that was the mindset. That was the energy that I was putting out to the world. And so I was going about my business and my entrepreneurialism from a place of fear, from a place of lack, from a place of scarcity. I flipped the script on myself. I reprogrammed myself which I wanna make it abundantly clear, when you become conscious of how important your mind is and your mindset and the way that you think and you recognize that and then you step into a place of empowerment, you can completely flip the script and reprogram yourself to act in a completely different way. And boy, it really makes a big difference in the quality of life. So I flipped the script, I reprogrammed myself. Instead of to be pushed and focus on the negativity that I'm trying to avoid, I started focusing on that which, it, that, that which I want out of life, right? I wanted to have a homestead. We now have a homestead, 10-acre homestead. Oh, we got this back. Um, I wanted to have a homestead and build an intentional community and be more self-sufficient, right? And I allowed that to pull me. And I have this great big grand vision that I'm allowing to really pull me strongly 
and that is to create a genuinely free society, one where the people that are involved have political autonomy, where we're not forced to contribute to our own oppression, we're not forced to pay for foreign wars of aggression, none of that crazy nonsense. And I, I call it the Confederation of Freedom Cell Communities, and it's something that I'm actively working on today. And in fact, a big part of that effort is the Exit and Build Land Summit, which I strongly encourage you guys to check out. This is coming up May 13th through the 15th. There's going to be a big focus on mindset and what people can do in order to achieve their dreams. We're calling in all the people out there that value freedom, that value political autonomy, that want to learn to grow their own food, that want to become self-sufficient, that want to get off the grid, that want to build intentional community, living alongside cooperatively with people that value freedom as well taking place May 13th through the 15th. It's absolutely free to sign up. You can sign up for free to attend day one and day two. If you want to get our virtual immersion pass, you'll be able to attend day three online. You'll be able to ask questions of the people that are speaking. I'll share some of those here in a second. Uh, but day three, we're going to go do deep dive workshops. We're finalizing who's going to be putting those workshops on, but I can tell you one of them, this is the first time I've announced this publicly, Joel Skousen is going to be, he's got behind strategic relocation. He's going to do an in-depth workshop on where the best places to find freedom. He's going to be taking your questions, going to be breaking it all down for you. So you'll be able to pick his brain, ask about your specific circumstances, all that. That's going to be on day three. That's a paid thing. But like I said, if you want to sign up for free, you can do day one and day two, all sorts of amazing speakers, or you can join us in person. We're aiming to get 500 people out to the Bastrop Convention Center here in Bastrop, Texas, a rural community just east of Austin. You can fly into Austin Bergstrom International Airport, and you're going to be able to join tons of people doing incredible things. This was the first event. We had around 100 people that participated there, but we're strongly encouraging you to come on down to the Bastrop Convention Center. Check out this amazing cast of characters that are going to be presenting. we got Joel Salatin of Polyface Farms, Paul Wheaton, one of the world's leading experts on permaculture, does a lot of really great stuff as well. Diana Leaf Christian, she is also one of the experts on intentional community. My good friend Jack Spearco, Marjorie Wildcraft, Joel Skousen, Magat Wade is going to talk about entrepreneurship. Stephen Brooks has a intentional community in, in South America and Costa Rica. Is, is Costa Rica Central America? Uh, Derek Bros, Alan Graham. This guy created a huge intentional community for homeless folks. They're no longer homeless anymore, giving them hope and dignity. Michael Strong, list goes on and on. My lovely fiance, Rebecca, who I think is watching right now, will be there as well. So I strongly encourage you to check us out, to join us. Again, you can register for free, Exit and Build Land Summit. But what I want to share is that at this event, and the whole purpose of this event, is to get people on board with a common vision, a common vision that brings us all together in close geographic proximity. I'm strongly encouraging people to come here to Central Texas. However, there's folks doing stuff in Mexico. Derek Bros is helping to ignite a freedom cell movement there in Central Te in Mexico. There's folks already doing stuff in New Hampshire. There's people all around the world that are interested in getting out of the cities. And that's what this event is all about. And what I'm aiming to do is put forward this strategy, the strategy of exiting and building, exiting the cities, building community in the country, exiting the government school system, building our own school system that empowers homeschool cooperatives and like-minded private schools, exiting the military industrial complex, no longer subsidizing them with taxes and having our own form of mutual defense and our own emergency response, exiting the allopathic pharmaceutical industrial complex that everyone has become dependent on, not everyone, a lot of people have, and creating holistic medicine and getting in alignment with our nature and finding greater balance within our bodies and uh, going to holistic integrative medicine practitioners, right? That's what it's all about, this whole exit and build thing. But I wanna encourage people to exit the cities and build community in similar areas so we're all closed up and linked together. My idea is that we can all exit in our own lives we slowly move away from dependency on banks. We move away from dependency on medical doctors. We move away from our kids going to government school. We're building all these networks and creating these parallel structures and systems on our own. And then before you know it, we have enough people amassed in a given geographic area. We have effectively decoupled from the systems, from the status quo, from the state, from the big corporations, the mega banks, right? We're doing our own thing. And maybe someday we declare political autonomy where we govern ourselves and we support one another. That's my big vision. That's why I'm putting together this event. That's why we are bringing this event to you to help inspire you to get on board with that vision, right? 
But here's the challenge, and here's why I want to do this video today. As I share this vision with the public, I mean, I, with freedom-minded people, with people that are into conspiracies and stuff, with people that question all the COVID narrative, and when I share that vision with people, oftentimes I get a lot of objections. And I want to examine the phenomenon of limiting beliefs that a lot of people have, because more often than not, we, we get in our own way, right? And I want to kind of coax the conversation too with like this whole dichotomy between victimhood and empowerment. Victimhood, empowerment. Victimhood, empowerment. And so when I present an idea like this, and I like did an email recently with my 2030 agenda, you know how the, the United Nations, they have this agenda for the 20, for 2030. They also have the agenda for the 21st century, Agenda 21. It's all wrapped up in using environmentalism and scientific controls in order to manipulate people and get people out of the country into the big cities and smart growth and carbon tax and all this crazy stuff well i'm like they have a 2030 agenda we should have a 2030 agenda too and so it's my goal to have some semblance of political autonomy by the year of 2030 which gives us approximately eight years but when i share this grand vision that i think is a hopeful vision i think it's something that could provide people with immense relief to know that there's a path that we can take to get from here status quo, tyranny, slavery, taxation, manipulation, social engineering, inflation, manipulated money supply, blah, 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 blah. Social credit score system being rolled out, la, 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 to here, from here to there. Peace, freedom, love, hanging out, raising our kids together, growing our own food, doing our own thing, being supportive and being good stewards of the earth and supporting one another, right? So I'm like, people are going to be all excited to hear that there's a, there's a way to get there. Let's do it. Let's start working. But there's all these people that are like, wait a second. What if they just kill us all with their predator drone? Or they're like, how could you possibly buy land? Bill Gates is buying all the farmland. There's not going to be any farmland left for you to buy. Or Klaus Schwab said you'll own nothing and be happy. Therefore, how could you possibly own land? Or you don't really own the land because you're still paying property tax. Ah. I mean, it's true, but at the end of the day, like, what else are you going to do? I want to challenge people. Same thing when it comes to cryptocurrency. I'm a big proponent of cryptocurrency. I strongly believe, well, this isn't a belief, actually. There are efforts as part of this fourth industrial revolution and control society. There are efforts to create central bank digital currencies as the money that everybody uses. This light here that you can see. You normally can't see it. See the light in the background there. Whoop. Anyway, don't want you to see it, so I'll draw attention to it. These central bank digital currencies are going to be money that's centralized and digital. It's going to be issued by the central bank. In some instances, they may cut out commercial banks, so it's just you and the central bank, not like a Wells Fargo, Bank of America, as the intermediary that then loans out the money or puts the money into an, into existence through credit cards and stuff like that. But the way that it works is the spending habits, the transactions are going to be able to be tracked and traced. And further than that, the central bank digital currency paradigm is such that you, they can choose what you purchase or what you don't purchase. So a perfect example of how this could get rolled out. And this actually did pretty much take place in Canada just recently. If you support subversive political movements, freedom movements, this whole trucker convoy, for example, in Canada, then they could limit your access to A, B, and C. And they precisely did that by shutting down people's bank accounts. So the central bank digital currency paradigm would make that even easier. Another thing on the mindset, like I just shared that, that's all true. That's stuff that's happened and is happening. But it's like people get all freaked out about that and they just focus on that. And they're like, oh shit, we're screwed. But in reality, it's like, okay, that's happening. That's a problem. What type of solution can we come up with in order to navigate that or circumvent that? And when I share what a wonderful solution is, decentralized cryptocurrency technology, especially privacy coins that can't be tracked, traced, their blockchain is completely secret, right? So a cryptocurrency is a decentralized technology where people are able to send information via the internet to other people 
And because there's no centralized company or centralized server even, in fact, the servers that run the cryptocurrencies are decentralized and distributed all throughout the world, which is what makes them such wonderful tools for freedom, because there's not one person to pressure, coerce, manipulate. There's not a board of directors or a company to sue for the government to come sue. It's completely decentralized, right? And so this creates an environment where they institute the central bank digital currency over here and say, you can't do A, B, and C because you did Y. And we say, well, there's no way for you to control this over here. So we're just going to keep on doing business with one another online, right? And so when I share about cryptocurrency, just about just the same when I share about this agenda 2030 for freedom, for political autonomy, people immediately start bringing up objections. Like, well, what if they shut down the internet? Those cryptocurrencies can be hacked. The cryptocurrency is just part of the same central bank digital currency scheme. In fact, they are the central bank digital currencies. This is a part of the mark of the beast system. Bitcoin was created by the NSA and blah, 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 right? I'm not saying we should be completely naive and just accept things on face value without digging deeper or looking for weaknesses before we implement them in our own lives. What I am saying is I want people to challenge themselves. I want to challenge people to become more conscious of whether or not they're the type of person when someone shares a crazy, exciting idea about how we can improve our lives and find more freedom. I want to challenge you not to be the person that immediately brings up an objection in your mind to how, why you think it can't work. I want to encourage you instead to be the type of person that thinks about how it could work. You see, it's a, it's a flip you can switch. It's a script you can flip. Flip you can switch. It's a switch you can flip and a script you can flip. Something cool there. I like the way that sounds actually. So I want to encourage you to be one of those people because I find it all the time. You're like, hey, there's amazing liberating technology that'll help us to circumvent this central bank digital currency program. And instead of being like, oh my God, that sounds really cool. I'd like to learn more. Honestly, I'm a bit skeptical, but I think that there could be some merit to that. I'm going to look further into it. That sounds very hopeful to me. Instead, they're like, no, it can't possibly work because this, and I read this article over here, blah, 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 blah. It's almost as if part of the program it's almost as if there's a disempowerment program to trick people into believing that this new world order phenomenon that has to do with central banks it has to do with big politicians it has to do with secret society groups it has to do with open secret society groups like the council on foreign relations bilderberg group trilateral commission and now the world economic forum and their great reset that's the you know when i refer to new world order it's this like conglomeration of individuals and organizations businesses politicians and governments that are collectively working together more often than not using deception social engineering and manipulation including false flag terrorism in order to bring about a more top-down controlled society on a global level. That's what I mean when I say the new world order. And it's almost as though part of the agenda is to disempower people and to trick them into believing that this new world order is so damn powerful that there's couldn't possibly be a technology to help us defeat it. There couldn't possibly be a way to use a digital currency that they can't stop or control. This same phenomenon happens Somebody's uh, mentioned the good old barter system. Like, heck yeah, more power to you. Let's, if we need barter, we need in-person trade, we need decentralized counter economies where we employ one another, we do business with one another, we support one another financially. It doesn't have to always be cryptocurrency or only be cryptocurrency. However, cryptocurrency, I do believe, is the best tool if we want to continue doing business with one another online, digitally. Now, here's another example. Here is another example. Elon Musk. I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. Yes, that's right. I, in fact, I, I got a man crush on Elon Musk. You heard it here. He's great. I think he's a powerful force for good in the world. I don't agree with everything that he says or does. I think he misses the mark on some things. I don't appreciate his cushy relationship with China when it comes to Tesla. I don't appreciate his uh, testing on monkeys for Neuralink, although I understand his 
purpose for Neuralink, he's putting together Neuralink to give humans a fighting chance against artificial intelligence so we can interface with the beast. I'm not going to be doing the Neuralink myself personally, <laughs> but his whole intention behind it is because he's concerned about artificial intelligence, right? But the things that I do like about Elon Musk, he once referred to government as the biggest corporation with the monopoly on force. He works himself silly, works harder possibly than any other human being on earth in order to try to get humans to create a colony on Mars so we can spread out our chances of maintaining human consciousness. And if something terrible were to happen on earth, global thermal nuclear war, big asteroid were to hit, or this whole climate change thing turns out not to be BS and like it's happening faster than we know it, we would be able to continue humankind on a secondary planet, right? Not to mention the whole Tesla thing. I got Tesla power walls that are storing energy from our solar panels. I drive a Tesla Model 3. I absolutely love it. He's doing this car company in order to help the environment here on Earth, right? And his whole world is aimed at what I think is selflessness because the guy works his ass off. He's the richest person in the world, although he has very few material things. He's not into big mansions and flashy cars, right? Or fancy rings. He just works his ass off. His whole work, his whole world is just work. This whole free speech thing with test with Twitter. He wants to buy Twitter so he can make it more open and less censored, so free expression can take place. He's expressly stated that, and I strongly believe it's a genuine thing. All right, so that's my feelings on Elon Musk. But there's so many people that look at one, two, or three little pieces of Elon Musk, the phenomenon, this huge cultural phenomenon who's a power center in it of himself. And because he's doing Neuralink or because he has artificial humanless driving, which by the way, statistically is much safer than humans driving. I rarely ever engage the autopilot function. I don't have full autopilot in the car, but I don't, I still like to be in control, right? But this going back to my premise here, people think that Elon Musk can't possibly be good He's got to have some kind of trick up his sleeve because the New World Order is all so powerful that he's got to be on their team. He's an insider, they say. He's a technocrat, they say. He's lying to us and manipulating us, right? This all plays back into this thinking that people have that the New World Order is so powerful there can't possibly be some subversive thing for good that comes into being or comes into fruition. And so because people think that the New World Order is so powerful and omnipotent, means all powerful, that every once in a while when someone comes along, that's kind of a wild card character like Elon Musk or like Donald Trump, I should say, they think that he must be controlled opposition. There can't possibly be a good person doing good things because he does a couple things that are kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. Don't fully understand it. Kind of worries me. Therefore, he must be bad and part of this New World Order thing. Same thing with Trump. Like um, Trump was an authoritarian. Trump did very, very many bad things, right? But he did some good things too. And some people were like, well, they can't possibly allow someone to get into power like Trump. He was put there in order to create division. So my close associates think that, that Trump was part of a ploy in order to create division. I think that he was a wild card that just so happened to get elected because he had such a groundswell of support. But the same thing, people think the New World Order is all powerful. Therefore, Trump couldn't possibly have got into power unless they wanted him to get into power. You see that phenomenon that I'm trying to explain here? You can't think it's all powerful because it's not. And arguably, it's getting weaker and weaker and weaker. New technologies come out. New communication comes out. New exposés come out, right? They are like a cat backed into a corner, freaking out, fighting for its life. Right? I mean, come on. Okay. So... Somebody's saying we coo he, who we want to coo. Yes, he did say this. He said this, and I think it was probably being tongue-in-cheek. I don't think Elon Musk supports people's people cueing other people. Neuralink is the mark of the beast. I don't know that that's the case in the least bit, and, and it's Neuralink to, for starters. But uh, a lot of people say Elon Musk is trying to do this transhumanist thing, but they don't even know his meaning, like his purpose behind Neuralink. He's concerned about artificial intelligence. And there's people, I was talking about Elon Musk because all this Twitter stuff, and I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. And they're like, he's, he's part of the AI program. And 
this AI is going to control us all or whatever. And it's like, have you listened to what Elon Musk has to say? Actually, he's very concerned about artificial intelligence, which is precisely his motivation behind Neuralink to give humans an interface so they can more, so they can more effectively communicate with this system so as to more have a better hope of controlling it, right? It's not the path that I would take, but the dude operates on a whole nother level that's just like, like genius style level all the way on a whole nother level. I don't know. Anyway, my point is there's nuances there. And because people think the new world is all powerful, it makes it more challenging to see the nuances. Same thing with cryptocurrency. There's a lot of people in the freedom community and the truth community that think cryptocurrency, we need to throw the baby out with the bathwater because cryptocurrency, the technology, which is simply a better database technology, it's being used as part of the global uh, identity, right? It's being used as part of the central bank digital currency stuff. Not all of them are actually blockchain technology. Some of them are just digital currencies, right? But because a technology that comes out is being used, people want to throw the whole thing away because it can't possibly be used for good. Again, because they think that this whole new world order thing is all powerful. So I want to challenge people. I want to challenge people to try to interrupt the pattern of limiting beliefs so you can more... So you can kind of see the forest for the trees or see some of the nuances in some of the gray areas because there is a lot of gray, right? And so before people start getting concerned and worked up and before you dismiss a possible solution outright before giving it a chance, let yourself have hope. Let yourself experience alternatives because there are a lot of alternatives out there. Same thing with the Freedom Cell Network. I guess I just take it for granted. Everybody knows what the Freedom Cell Network is. How many people are in the Freedom Cell Network that are watching that are part of the Freedom Cell Network? Let me see you there in the chat, in the chat. I haven't seen any chats come in from Odyssey, by the way. Maybe I'm missing them, but I hope you guys are watching and engaged. we got several people, a few dozen people that are watching there on Odyssey. We have more watching here on YouTube. How many people are part of the Freedom Cell Network? How many people have never heard of the Freedom Cell Network? I'm going to break it down for you because there's two people that are watching on the Freedom Cell Facebook page. Because uh, the, the same phenomenon happens when it comes to the Freedom Cell Network. Brooklyn Freedom Cell in the house, Danny P, Danny P. C2 Saint, part of the crew. That's right, that's right. Wicked Stepmother's in. Tears Lake says, I know. Yona, learned about it from Derek Bros. Danny P in the Brooklyn Freedom Cell. Danny P in the place to be. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So uh, I'm going to pause that Freedom Cell Network. Somebody said something. Aaron Shower says, what about the idea of cyber polygon of the internet being shut down? How will communication be facilitated? I heard something about having your biometrics scanned in order to use the internet. All right, here's another thing about the nuanced thinking. Just because, just because there's somewhere that these technocrats, these manipulators, social engineers, just because there's somewhere that they want to go, something that they want to do, doesn't mean that they're going to be successful. So another way to put that is, there's no inevitability that this great reset will be successful. Take the COVID experience, for example. They were very much motivated to implement and usher in this vaccine passport system. Of course, the vaccine passport system, it can be expanded, mission creep into social credit score, into not being able to use public transportation. It's just the idea of scanning your phone out of green, right? It's a, it's a human uh, getting people used to something, getting people to accept something, right? But a lot of that agenda got, if they were all powerful, like many people believe in their own mind that they are, like it's like the boogeyman. You're like, oh, there's a boogeyman in the closet under my bed, under my bed. There's not really anything there. But if you think there's something there, then it's going to have a physical effect on your body. Right? It's going to change your behavior. Maybe I got to go pee. I got to go pee, but I don't want to put my feet down. Like, you know, little boy, like, I don't want to put my foot down on the bed because what if he's going to grab my leg? I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to pee the bed. So a lot of people are like, oh, cryptocurrency. I heard of it as part of the New World Order conspiracy, and they can't possibly have a technology that could enable us to circumvent their central bank digital currency control. So I'm not even going to learn about it until it's too late. And I got nothing to do to purchase stuff online from my freedom buddies. Right? So this whole cyber polygon thing, again, there's a lot of nuances. People, even within our own truth community, would have you believe that the Great Reset and the Gateses and the World Economic Forum and the Schwabs are all powerful. And if they say cyber polygon, they say they're going to control the Internet and you got to scan your biometrics to use it, then therefore it's going to happen. 
but you, if you if you pull back from that, same thing with Elon. Elon's bad because he has Neuralink. Therefore, he's a technocrat and part of the, he's an insider. He's part of the agenda. Well, I read an article on Patrick Wood's website, the technocracy guy, and he said that Elon Musk's grandfather was part of technocracy in Canada. It's not even true. His grandfather was part of a political party called the Social Credit Party, but it wasn't Social Credit Score Party. It was like social credit, like a new social form of finance and banking. And that's and then it gets stretched. You know, it's part of technocracy. Therefore, Elon's been groomed to be a technocrat his entire life because it runs in his family for multiple generations. Blah, 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 blah. Same thing. There's a lot of nuances in this world. There's different companies. There's different governments. There's different power brokers. There's people. There's Internet. There's information. There's blockchain. There's sensor proof technology like on Odyssey. It's not just like the World Economic Forum wants to use cyber polygon in order to control the Internet. Therefore, that's what's going to happen. Right. So here's the thing, too. Here's a paradigm flip for everyone. When people when I talk about why cryptocurrency is great and we should all give it a try and we better learn how to use it before it's too late. And people like cryptocurrency, what if they shut down the Internet? Cryptocurrency, it can be hacked. Cryptocurrency, it's part of the new world order. Sometimes I'll be like, well, actually, no, it's not because of this. And that's not true because of that. And here's a source for this. And what are you talking about? What's your source? Other times I'll say, hey, cryptocurrency is not the, the only solution. What's your solution? In other words, I see that you're complaining about something and you're concerned about central bank digital currencies. So what do you propose we do? Right. But more often than not, people are just complaining on the Internet because they're coming at it from a place of victimhood. So for folks that genuinely are concerned about biometrics in order to surf the Internet, that's a very daunting prospect. I strongly encourage you to get active. We need to adopt a mindset of empowerment. If we see a problem, let's work on a solution towards that problem. OK, so I see a problem. Central bank digital currencies potentially controlling every bit of commerce for most people. What's the solution? Decentralized cryptocurrency, peer-to-peer, -peer, purchased privately and sent privately using a secret blockchain like Monero or Pirate Chain. So, okay, problem. I'm not just like, oh my God, central bank digital currencies were screwed. This is gonna suck. My boy, it's gonna be rough for me as I get older, but my kids are really gonna suffer. I'm like, wow, that's really concerning. I see how that could actually be ushered in. It's being implemented right now. So I'm going to teach as many people as I can how to use cryptocurrency and how to do so privately and securely. Same thing. Holy crap. I saw that they have some white papers where they think that they should restrict people's access to the Internet unless they do a global digital identity or some sort of biometric scan. And it's OK. Do you stop there? Or do you just use that as an argument against cryptocurrency? Or do you say, holy shit, if that's really possible, what can I do about it? Well, there's a few things you can do about it. One of them is the Quartal Project, Q-O-R-T-A-L. This is actually called a Quartector. I still have to be so damn busy. I need to make it a priority to hook this up. This will mint Quartal. Quartal is a decentralized blockchain project that's very decentralized and equitable. And what they aim to do as the technology evolves is create a mesh network of Internet connectivity. So the answer to the folks that are genuinely concerned about the Internet being completely controlled and AT&T and Spectrum and Time Warner or whatever, not allowing you to do A, B or C, let's create our own Internet. Let's step into our power. Let's come at things from a place of empowerment, not from a place of victimhood and fear. Let us realize that we are perfectly capable of creating all of the systems and all of the connections and all of the technologies that we need to thrive. Let us understand, too, that freedom is the default. It's all about mindset. I'm telling you, if you can shift your mindset and understand freedom is the default, everything else is a deviation. Freedom and natural order, spontaneous order, that's the default state that we exist in. But people have been manipulated and socially engineered in large part through government schools and through the media in order to be in this reactionary paradigm. All right, let me talk about freedom cells. And then I want to talk about the whole reactionary versus proactive paradigm. And I want to encourage people to, to take this with you and be mindful as you go about your day. Try to catch yourself when you're being in a reactionary paradigm. 
where you're being in victim mode and try to step into a proactive, empowered place because it'll change your life. And if you become an activist where you're doing things to better the world, it'll change everyone else's life too. All right, so the Freedom Cell Network. The Freedom Cell Network, there's over 33,000 of us. We all care very much about freedom and it's people that have been activated and that are working on freedom. So it's like people care about freedom, people see through the problem, people recognize the great reset, people saw COVID for what it was, and now we're like, what are we gonna do? Well, let's get together and let's create alternative institutions. Let's grow our own food, let's create our own emergency response, let's pull our kids out of government school and homeschool them. Let us move out of the city into the country Let's learn how to use privacy technology and encrypted communication and Linux instead of Windows and Mac and all that stuff. There's over 33,000 of us all throughout the globe. If you'd like to join this movement, you can at freedomcells.org. Freedomcells, like cell in the body.org. Freedomcells.org. Let me drop that in all the chats here. And then I'm going to drop the Telegram uh, group where you can get tapped in to the movement because we are very active on Telegram freedomcells.org. But here's the thing, to tie it back to the conversation at hand, oftentimes when I talk about freedom cells, people are like, well, sounds a lot like Waco or David Koresh. Aren't you just going to get, you'll just get crushed. Again, it's that thing where it like, bing, pops in there like, hey, here's a great idea. Here's a great thing that people can do in order to find more freedom in their lives. Work with other people that are like-minded in order to actually do stuff. And there's some people that are like, hey, that sounds great. I've been feeling really isolated. This can, if this grows and it has like a million people, we could actually be a serious force for good. We could declare our independence. No, instead they're like, how could it not work? Let me think of these holes in the way that it could work. They're gonna take us down. They're gonna arrest us. The FBI is gonna infiltrate us. I mean, come on, man. Uh, Free, Freegan Dave Hartman says, where's a map so we can see if there's any cells in the area? Once you register on the website, you will be able to check the map. You can put an address. Don't put your home address. Put your uh, street. Put the park down the street. Put a coffee shop. And you can then look at a map and see other people and other cells in your area. Let me get the Telegram link for you as well. But it's just yet another example that I wanted to share. Uh, somebody says, live now, like now, now. Yes, now. We are live. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Odyssey, and Derek Rose's The Conscious Resistance DLive. I'm about to drop the Freedom Cell Network website. My good friend Danny Panzella, that's helping me with some stuff, is also tuning in. So, Danny, if you wouldn't mind capturing these links so we can have them in the show notes for the podcast after the fact, I would greatly appreciate that. This is the Freedom Cell Global Telegram group that I'd love for you to join, Freedom Cell Global Telegram. We're very active on Telegram. It's a great. That's another thing. Telegram. Okay, here we have this platform, little to no censorship whatsoever, unless it's something really extreme, and everyone wants to complain about it, and everyone wants to gripe about it, and blah, 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 blah. Instead of being grateful that we have a communication mechanism that's worked out pretty damn well, people want to complain and tear it down. All right. All right. I try to go for an hour for each one of these programs. So we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, but let me share something with you. A lot of times people find themselves in a reactionary paradigm. That's where COVID happens, lockdowns happen, Ukraine-Russia conflict, someone in your inner circle or a significant other or something picks a fight, there's drama or whatever. Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. And rather than charting their own course, and following their own path and their own plan, people get knocked around like a pinball. You know, pinball games like bing, 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 bing. Just going from one thing to another, one drama to another. Bing, 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 bing. Same thing. This is why we're so in big into the exit and build strategy. It's a post-political strategy where we can take power in our own hands and create a life that we desire. But for the political activists and people that want to do lawsuits and people that want to do... Uh, petitions and that want to get people elected or they want to fight against the latest emergency order, you're constantly going to be, your your energy is going to shift where the enemy of freedom wants it to shift. It's going to go ding, 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 ding. It's like, we got to stop this bill, House Bill 39. Oh, we got to stop this at the federal level. They're trying to pass this. Oh, now there's a 
the World Health Organization wants to have this pandemic power. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. And then your time gets controlled by someone that's not you. If you find yourself getting sucked into drama, what's the latest libertarian drama about this? And can you believe this guy did that? And this one did this one with a young person and blah, blah, blah. They said this, she said what? And you're like all oh, focused on that, focused on this, focused on that, focused on this. You don't have time to pursue your own path and your own plan. That's what I call a reactionary paradigm, living in a reactionary paradigm. So what I want to encourage people is to step into a place of proactivity. Be proactive. It's the first habit of highly effective people, as iterated by Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, an incredible piece of literature that's very empowering for business, relationships, life goals in general. So to be proactive is to come up with your own path and your own plan. I got my own path and plan. We're building an intentional community on our property. We have one uh, trailer out there right now. And then we have our house. We have a guest house. We got our off-grid solar panels, 11.2 kilowatt solar panel system. We have three Tesla power walls. We can effectively stay off-grid if the grid goes down if we need to. Not to mention we have an electric car that we can charge from the solar panels. So if there's some sort of gas shortage or gas, like everyone's all worried about the gas prices. It doesn't affect us at all. It's pretty exciting and I'm grateful for that. I mean, I guess it affects us for the price that we pay for when we go out to eat or at the grocery store, because that's all intertwined. But nonetheless, we can still move about the world or the country with our electric car. So that's super cool. So that's part of the plan. It's like a shorter term plan. And it's like, what do I need to do to accomplish that plan? All right, we need more help. We need to build our team. We need to grow our team. I have plans for my business. I want to grow the business this way. We're going to do this workshop later. We're working on the Excellent Build Land Summit right now. The business plan is so to help people, to empower people, to fulfill the wants and needs of my clients that are learning, that are yearning to learn about cryptocurrency and exit and build strategy and financial independence. And all of that also is aiming to bring more money into my world so that money can then be utilized on the next step of the plan, which is to purchase an even bigger property. We have a 10-acre property now. We want to 10x that with a 10x, 10 times bigger property, 100 acres, 100 plus acres. We want to sell some of those plots. We want to keep some of the plots. And we're going to build a world-class event center. So I have my vision. It would be so beneficial for our local community to have a physical space where we can host our meetings, where we can host our big conferences, and where there's spaces for kids to be homeschooled, where there's art galleries, where there's music studios, whatever, you name it. There's a commercial kitchen that people can use. I have this plan. I have this path. And I'm committed to that path. And I'm focused proactively on that path. And when little things come up here and there, maybe I'll look at it. Oh, oh, wow, that's wild. Oh, I wonder what to think about that. But I stay committed onto my path. I don't allow that stuff to suck me into a little warp hole of drama or reaction. And so I want to encourage folks. You can, you can start to recognize that in yourself. So I guess the takeaways for today, I strongly encourage people to practice meditation. Through meditation, we get better at mindfulness, being present in the moment. That helps us with our relationships. It helps with our, with our life goals, but it also helps us to interrupt unhealthy thought patterns because more often than not, we're our own worst enemy. And the way that we speak to ourselves is often in a disempowering way when that entire paradigm and narrative can be flipped around and instead you can speak, talk up yourself basically. And you can catch it like, oh, wait a second. I feel like I'm, uh, I've kind of given too much credit to this whole new world order thing. Maybe there is something to this plan here. Or maybe I should look into that guy a little bit more because maybe it's all not all part of some grand conspiracy, right? Same thing too when it's like, hey, we should buy land and move to the country and build intentional communities. And there's people like, I want to buy land, but it takes money to buy land and I don't have money. And then it's like, stop there, roadblock, uh. I guess I'll just stay in the city or whatever. Instead, it should be like, okay, I want to buy land. I don't want to live on someone else's land. I want to be the one that owns the land, but it takes money to do that. I don't have money. How can I get money? That's what the empowered person thinks. It takes money to get land, don't have money. That's a bummer. How can I get money? Problem. Every problem has a corresponding solution. Focus on the solution. Don't stop with the problem and get disheartened and discouraged. Problem, solution, focus on the solution. 
And it's like everyone just talks themselves out of stuff and has all these limiting beliefs and objections to all sorts of stuff. And I just strongly want people to be mindful of that, to at least recognize it in yourself. Because when you begin to recognize it in yourself and you can deconstruct those limiting beliefs and those barriers that you put in front of yourself, you can clear the way to greatness. So that is what I'm strongly encouraging folks to do. Brittany Sweden says, hoping to see you in person at the summit next month. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in, Brittany. I hope that you will, will join us. Again, I want to strongly encourage folks to check us out at the Exit and Build Land Summit, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. It's coming up May 13th through the 15th in Bastrop, Texas at the Bastrop Convention Center. Ideally, you're able to join us in person, in the flesh, to see all these incredible, incredible speaker, speakers, Jim Gale, Michael Strong, Alan Graham, Lilia, Ramiro, Romani, Brittany, Dare, Erica. Imagine this, right? Allow this to pull yourself towards you, waking up and walking outside to see your chickens pecking away in their coop beneath the deep blue sky. Apples scatter the ground below in your orchard, reminding you of the homemade hard cider you just finished brewing in time for tonight's potluck with a handful of other families living a few acres away. Kids pop by after finishing homeschool at a neighbor's house. They leave just as quickly to play in the creek behind your home, but not before snagging some mulberries from the mulberry tree on their way. You spend the afternoon working on your laptop from home and setting up more solar panels with the resident expert that's part of your community. You arrive at the potluck and greet the other smiling faces with the bottle of your finest brew, ready to relax around the bonfire, just beginning to crackle with life. This is just a small snapshot of the serenity of living on a homestead in a caring, harmonious community, a better, healthier, freer lifestyle is possible. The Exxon Build Land Summit will show you everything you need to make it a reality. And that, my friends, is what it's all about. We specifically put that on the summit landing page to entice you, to motivate you, to, to put yourself in that position like, wow. And like I started off with, don't allow the negative things in this world to motivate your action. Rather, allow what it is that you want in this world, a picture, a vision of a better future for yourself. Picture yourself as your highest self, fit, athletic, healthy, happy, conscious, mindful, calm, and pull yourself towards that. And then when you become mindful too, you're like, okay, what do I need to do in the present moment in order to create that future for myself? Let us pull ourselves out I know there's a lot of people that are struggling. A lot of people are struggling financially right now. And they're like, geez, John, I can hardly pay my bills today. How could I possibly have the time and the energy and the headspace to plan for purchasing a piece of property? I can barely afford rent. I just eked by last week. I would like to communicate to you that in my view, from my own experience, I've lived in the poorhouse for years, not anymore. And the biggest difference was mindset. It all starts with the mind, with believing in yourself, with recognizing those limiting beliefs, with becoming more mindful and conscious in the present moment so you can interrupt a pattern of scarcity, a pattern of objection, a pattern of barriers, self-imposed barriers, and you smash through them, clearing the way for you to be pulled towards a brighter future. And when most of us do that, when more of us do that, especially more freedom-loving people do that, we can then collectively empower one another in order to really accelerate our plans towards genuine freedom and political autonomy. Okay, again, May 13th to the 15th, exitandbuildlandsummit.com, exitandbuildlandsummit.com. For those of you that are just joining us, you'll be able to watch this replay as soon as we finish. This should populate on my YouTube channel and on Odyssey here in a second. And we also have a podcast channel that we'll share with you guys as well. You can join us at Exxon Build Land Summit May 13th to the 15th. You can watch day one and day two absolutely for free, or you can purchase a virtual immersion pass. You'll be able to watch day one, day two, and day three online, very reasonable rate, and you'll be able to join the in-depth immersive workshops that are taking place on Sunday, including intentional community speed dating, where you'll be able to link up with people that are looking to move to a certain area or link up with people that are have a certain common interest, like raising the kids, a vegan community, a community centered around technology or cryptocurrency, right? We're going to link all these people together and help empower people so they can connect and network. That's part of the virtual immersion pass. You get access to all the replays, all the digital downloads. If you do the free pass, you'll be able to watch live and there'll be a short replay window after that. Or better yet, you can join us in person in Bastrop, Texas, 
You'll get all the hotel information. You'll get info on how to go from Austin Bertram International Airport to the event. You'll join our in-person event. There's all sorts of stuff taking place before the actual summit and after the summit. Some people are coming early. Some people are staying late. It's all about building community and we very much want you to be a part of this community. All righty. John Bush with Live Free Now Show signing out. Peace and freedom. Thanks for joining us. I'm out.